0: Hello there and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you will hear material from the recent Christian Product Expo Summer 2022 show in Lexington, Kentucky. But first... This podcast is being released during the back-to-school season, and prayers for students, as well as those who serve as teachers, administrators, support personnel, and more in our schools are certainly welcome. Tara L. Cole is with Million Praying Moms and an educator herself. She offers words that underscore the importance of prayer. Then you'll be hearing coverage from the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington with humorist Jane Jenkins-Herlong. She served as the MC for several sessions at CPE this year. She offers inspiring thoughts with a southern flavor. You'll be hearing from her coming up. And on this edition of The Intersection, noted Christian speaker Carol Kent has been an inspiration to so many and is very upfront about what God has done in her life. In a Christian Product Expo conversation at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central, she recounts how the Lord has journeyed with her in the course of her spiritual journey. Finally, Michelle Bankson is a clinical neuropsychologist, meaning that she has great knowledge about how the mind is wired. At CPE, she provided encouragement to leverage the power of hope in Christ in order to strengthen our minds. This is The Intersection, of production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Tara L. Cole is an award-winning teacher and is affiliated with the organization Million Praying Moms. As so many families are entering this back-to-school season, prayer is such an important component. She has written a book entitled Everyday Prayers for the School Year, a 30-day devotional and reflective journal for moms. Here now from a recent Meeting House Conversation is Tara L. Cole.
1: I've been part of Million Praying Moms organization for almost a decade. They started out as um, mothers of boys, and prayer has always been at the heart of what they do. And so um, several years ago in 2017, I had written out on a note card some prayers for my own sons about the school year and had started intentionally praying over their friendships, their teachers, and things like that. And so when Brooke mentioned to her writers, hey, I have this idea for a prayer journal, I quickly virtually raised my hand because um, I was already doing it for my own family. So it was a really good fit when she asked um, for someone to write this journal for uh, her readers.
0: Well, there are obviously so many topics you touched on those just a few moments ago. So if you would, please elaborate just a bit as far as how you really sense God was leading you to be in prayer for, for your boys.
1: Well, for my boys, um, I was under the misconception that because I had moved around a lot as a child, that that's what caused my friendship issues growing up. But now that my sons have been in the same school district since they were in pre-K, I found out that is not the case. And so um, just like all kids, my kids have struggled with friendships over the years, um, despite the fact that they're in the same school district. Um, I've been praying for teachers who really see them because like every parent's kids, all three of mine are vastly different. And so I've been praying for teachers that value who each individual child is and really see them and can reach them in ways that help them best learn. Also, um, I've prayed over them being diligent in school because even though I'm a teacher, um, straight A's aren't the goal. The goal is really helping them understand what they're learning and to try their best. But honestly, um, we can't get straight A's in everything, and that's okay. I need a whole lot of support when it comes to math. Um A B is a good grade for me with a lot of support. And so um, in this prayer journal and then for my own sons, I pray that they'll be diligent and they'll understand what the things that they are learning.
0: And it occurs to me, it's so important that when there are those that kids may be coming in contact with that are not good influences, that you can pray for them and pray for them to come to know the Lord and also pray for your own students to be a positive influence for Christ in their lives.
1: Right, because we talk about whenever my sons um, interact with kids who are really struggling or who are what you would call bad influences on them, I really focus on hurt people hurt people. So if Hmm. a child is acting like that, 99% of the time there is something going on in their home life or another part of their life that is making them act out in that way. Children don't typically act out in those ways, especially in the K through 12 years without something else going on in the background. And so we sit down and pray for those unseen things we don't know about. And sometimes God, over time, has shown us what those are, and other times we have no idea. But we really sit down and pray for what's going on in their lives um, that is causing them to act in these ways. And then um, as we're looking at this, we talked a lot about public school, but um, this journal is really written for all ages and stages, pre-K through college, and all moms. So whether you're a homeschooling mom, public school, private school, online, or face-to-face, these prayers are broad enough to work for all those categories of friendship, teachers, and character building, and classes, and all those areas.
0: Tara L. Cole here on the intersection. You can find her online through com. The Million Praying Moms website is millionprayingmoms.com. Well, next up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's the author of the book entitled Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep-Fried South, Sassy, Sacred Southern Stories Filled with Hope and Humor. It's Jane Jenkins Herlong. She served as MC for the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, And in a conversation at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central, she discussed how God had taught her life lessons through people and occurrences. Here now from that conversation is Jane Jenkins-Herlong.
2: My daddy was a tomato farmer, and we grew up in a little tenant house. My daddy didn't have but a 10th grade education. And I just just a big dreamer, and I prayed hard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Lord just opened doors, and I couldn't wait to get through them. And one door led to another to another. So people need to hold on to their dreams. I don't care what age they are. There is a dream you can have. Just keep working and praying. I believe that.
0: Well and God's opened a number of doors for you. I've just outlined the multi talented aspect of but your you life. Try. Here. As as the try. by the way, as the MC of yes, the Christian I'm product MC. expo, she is MCing. So you're gonna do you're gonna sing, you're gonna do some stand up.
2: I'm gonna do my um, little stand up, yes. Little, a
0: little stand up. So most of your humor, most of your comedy, I would imagine you do a lot of what we might call Southern humor in, right. your, in your presentation. And I
2: have a lot of material that I get from my home yeah. because all I got to just look around. Because <laughs> my husband, our town is so small, no kidding, He is a New York Life agent among other companies. But New York Life is the mainstay. And our town is so small, he has his office in the funeral home. Oh
0: so my when gonna. people
2: walk in, my favorite thing to say is New York Life or death. Oh, boy. It brings it to reality that we are going to expire one day. Yes. But we should aspire to inspire before we expire.
0: So how did you get into the beauty pageant thing?
2: Well, the Miss America system was everything I knew I could become, but I was not. I did not have interview skills. I did not know how to hone a talent, share a talent, you know, for the benefit of others mostly. I didn't have a sense of style. And I didn't know how to take care of myself. Physical fitness is important. So that was another skill I learned. So I set the bar high and kept praying and asking the Lord to help guide me to being the best interview, to having the best singing talent, to being able to develop a sense of style and good physical fitness habits. So that's what, and you know what, that's the secret to success in life. You've got to have good skills. And that's what I tried to do. So. I just kept working at it, and one door led to another, to a window, to a shut door, but you just keep walking.
0: Well, there's also something to be said for developing those skills. It's not just a matter of saying, well, God wants me to be a singer,
3: Absolutely. or God wants me to
0: write a book, or That's God right. wants me fill in the blank. Well, he, we recognize that there is a specific, perhaps a gift or a talent that he has given to you, but it is in an undeveloped state so it's important that you are attempting to hone those skills that you are attempting to work hard to develop those that's not a matter of doing God's work it's a matter of it's a matter of doing what he's called you to do in other words you're, you're not trying to work for something in your own strength you're allowing him to work for through you and, and to develop that talent he's given you. you if that makes any sense.
2: Makes perfect sense, and you're so right about that. Because it's our responsibility to seek out the experts and to keep praying and seeking wisdom to know. And in my tom- I have a tomato speech, and okay. I said how to shine, what to call and get rid of, and here's the point I love. I saw my daddy do this. What to plow up and start over or what to plow through. And that is wisdom. i got to tell you a cute story. When I was speaking in Arkansas, there was a 92-year-old woman. And I said, what is your secret to success? And she said, my favorite verse of Scripture. And she surprised me. She said, and it came to pass. She said, that's in the Word of God 737 times. Wow. Things will happen, and they will pass. I love, isn't that wisdom? That is wisdom. So I use that in all my speeches when I can, like when I speak. My sweet tea speech, I talk about being seasoned, just like tea. So ah. that's wisdom. And the tomato speech, when I talk about shining, that's developing the best version of yourself, which we should all continuously strive to do. Always be a human becoming, Zig Ziglar said. Not a human being, a human becoming.
0: Oh, that's good. Yes. Jane Jenkins, long here on The Intersection. Her website address is janeherlong.com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org and clicking on the Meeting House link. When you visit the homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection podcast. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple podcast feed. You can also find links to video content. Plus, two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. The Intersection Podcast continues with more conversation from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, Carol Kent discussed the circumstances that she covers in her book, When I Lay My Isaac Down, Unshakable Faith in Unthinkable Circumstances. There is an updated and expanded version of it. The book surrounds the incarceration of her adult son and her response through Christ. Here now from that CPE conversation is Carol Kent.
4: Jean had left for Florida soon after our son was arrested I was at home and I was pulling the last of the finances together for what felt like buying another house. It was a criminal defense of gigantic magnitude and my phone rang and it was my son, a digitized collect call from the jail asking me if I would receive the call. And when I did, my son was sobbing. He said, Mom, I've just been jumped by 10 inmates. They were kicking me and kicking me in the head. He said, uh, my two front teeth have been broken off. I have a cut in my ear. They stole all my stuff. But after the beating, the corrections officers took me to the faith-based area of the jail. And he said, Mom, they were like Jesus to me. They washed my wounds. They gave me a clean T-shirt. They prayed over me, Mom. They were just like Jesus. And I remember the cutoff of that call because you only get 15 minutes mm. and you get cut off. And I got on a plane the next day as I just said, Lord, I cannot do this journey. I can't watch my son suffer like this. And the next day I saw my son at the jail for the first time after I flew to Florida. And I remember... Just the shock of seeing his fully bloodshot eyes and those scabs from the beating. And I just looked at him. I said, Jason Paul Kent, there is nothing you could ever do that would stop my unconditional love for you, son. Mm. Your dad and I are here for you. I got out in that parking lot, and I couldn't drive. And I just remember thinking about that story of Abraham Now, Abraham's son Isaac had done nothing wrong to merit the sacrifice. My son had taken the life of another human being. But oh, how I identified with the father who needed to let go, to relinquish what he loved most and entrust his son to God. And I just remember, palm side up, I pray, God, I give to you all of my future family reunions. I give to God my son's life. God, I can't fix this, and I don't know what to do but to turn to you. And so Mm. Abraham was a great example to me of being able to let go of control and saying, God, you are in charge, and I submit to your authority in this situation.
0: Carol Kent joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio. It is the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Well, Carol, you have trained a number of speakers. You are the executive director of the Speak Up Conference. And you and your husband made that decision to speak up. Yes. With yes. respect to your situation and your son's mm-hmm. imprisonment and what he had done to to have a life sentence without parole in prison. Yes. You didn't have to make that decision. As you, you, you said, you made the decision to speak up Sounds like that it's, you know, it's something that could have been a difficult choice and it may have been a difficult choice for you. Why is it that you decided to speak up?
4: I felt in the beginning that I would never be able to stand on a platform and speak again about the faithfulness of God because there are moments when crises hit our lives, when We have that fleeting thought that God hasn't been very faithful to me to allow this to happen. And then we come to that place of realizing even when we or our children make unbiblical and bad choices, we have a God of forgiveness. And we can talk about the fact that when we come to him and when we repent, he is forgiving And he can take the worst things that have happened in our lives and allow us to use them as a platform upon which we can talk about his goodness, his faithfulness, and the fact that he is a God who loves us even when we make wrong choices. And I am so thrilled to tell you, Bob, that Jason is leading Bible studies behind the razor wire of a maximum security prison And we launched the nonprofit organization, speakupforhope.org. And we put Bible studies in the prisons, and we put games in the visitation areas so that some of the, the children of inmates have something to do with their incarcerated parent when they come. And we are watching our son say, Lord, I am so sorry for what I did, and I want to live for you until I take my last breath. And in Florida, a life sentence is the rest of your life. And this year, we will cross the 23rd year of our son's incarceration. That's a long time. And I am grateful to the Lord that this life is not all there is. Something more is coming, and it's good.
0: Amen. (laughs) Carol Kent here on The Intersection. You can find out more through carolkent.org. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, it's Michelle Bankson. She is a board-certified clinical neuropsychologist and in a conversation at the Summer 2022 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, presented a Bible-centered perspective about the operation of the mind and she highlighted some concepts from her book called Today is Going to Be a Good Day, 90 Promises from God to Start Your Day Off Right. Here now from that conversation is Michelle Bankson.
3: If we will pay attention to what our thoughts are, that will change our emotions, it'll change our attitudes, it will change our behaviors, and I would say we will change our life.
0: So how is the wire, the wiring of the brain, how we are wired by God, how is that affected when God's word is placed in
3: there? Well, God's Word is life. Uh And as long as we are meditating on God's Word, learning His Word, reciting His Word, and and that's a key component, Bob, is is not just to read but to utilize your other senses. So speaking it out loud. God's Word says that our words have the power of life or death, Hmm. blessing or cursing. And the more we speak certain words over ourselves— the more likely something's going to happen. So if I get up and think, it's a rotten day, it's going to be a bad day, my brain will continue to meditate on that throughout the day, and chances are my perspective at the end of the day was that I had a pretty bad day. Mm -hmm. But we have the power to influence what kind of day we have by our words, by our thoughts, by our behavior. So, when you
0: think about different ways we can engage with God's Word, obviously we can listen to the Word of God, we can read the Word of God, we're told to meditate on the Word of God. So, you're also talking about this hell element of speaking yes. the Word of God. So, tell me how that really changes us and how one does it do we read the word out loud do we speak certain scriptures over a situation that we're facing how does that work
3: let me give you an example from my own life i was deathly ill on medically induced bed rest for five months i was kept alive on iv hydration and nutrition i dwindled from 113 pounds down to a skeletal 74 and the longer i remained ill The more depressed I got. But it was during that time, Bob, I really could do nothing other than sleep, pray, listen to sermons online, listen to praise and worship music. But I started when I heard a verse, I might have read it, I might have heard a pastor speak it, a friend may have texted me. But when I heard a verse that resonated with my situation, I wrote it down on a post-it note. And I put that post-it note someplace that I would see it. And then every time I saw that post-it note, I would read it out loud three times and the reason for that is because scripture tells us that faith comes by hearing Mm -hmm. and hearing by the Word of God and as I did that over time by the time it was all said and done I had over a hundred post-it notes everywhere around my house but my joy had returned I was physically healthier and I was much closer to my Savior
0: Mm. and is this the time period the difficult time period that really led to the writing of this book today is going to be a good day
3: yes it was during that time that as i saw myself as the doctor sinking into a pit of depression it was eye-opening that all the alphabet soup after my name wasn't enough to prevent me from going (laughs) down there as a believer that wasn't enough to prevent me from going down there but one day the night before surgery a friend called and said i know you know this But I just want to remind you that although weeping lasts for the night, God's joy comes in the morning. And I wrote my very first Facebook, today is going to be a good day post. And it was short, sweet, simple. Today is going to be a good day because God's joy comes in the morning. It resonated with people. A couple weeks later, I wrote another one. A couple weeks later, I wrote another one. And then over time, Bob, that's become a six-year daily ministry on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Michelle Bankson here on The Intersection. She can be found online at drMichelleBankson, and that is spelled B-E-N-G-T-S-O-N.com. Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, the weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org and clicking on the Meeting House link. At the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House radio program. You'll find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple podcast feed, and there are links to video content as well. You'll find links to two blogs. One is The Three with Three Stories of Relevance to the Christian Community, There's also the front room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter at Access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can get there through the programming section at faithradio.org. Well, thanks for joining me for this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.